It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off the top flight post split fixtures. Celtic host Livingston as the wait for a new manager goes on. Kelly Ross County and Hamilton Dundee United could play a big part in the relegation battle and first v third waits until tomorrow as Hibs come to Ibrox. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio is Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevens. What could possibly go wrong today? Tommy Wright says John Hughes talks too much. That'll make Kilmarnock and County a bit lively at Rugby Park Brian Rice says he'll never call the SFA again over disputed referee decisions good luck Bobby Madden as he takes Hamilton against Dundee United today and Livingston are going to Celtic Park looking to beat the home team for the first time in their history at that ground John Kennedy can't have that if he wants to stay in contention for the manager's job and if Wraith Rovers and Dundee both lose today Hearts are the title winners in the championship It's all there The football The Masters The National I'm worn out Alex It's only five past two <laughs> Oh you got one Yeah well listen A lot of the interest At the bottom of the table Obviously with the championship Being wrapped up so early And for Kilmarnock v Ross County A big game for Tommy Wright And John Hughes today At Hamilton Brian Rice How does he react To that Post-match press conference Last week Will his team Turn up against Dundee United when you're into the, the first game of the split I've been there before When you're in a relegation battle This is where you start sweating So interesting to see how those games go today Yeah I'm looking forward to the games Gordon Celtic will be looking to win Going into next week's Old Firm game The Dons will be looking to try and get a win To try and get third place Motherwell will trying to close the gap on St Mirren Which is five points at the moment I like the actual look of Kelly Ross County With the main yeah. games going on And then you've got the Aki Stone bottom Brian Rice having a little bit of a meltdown last week It's a massive game for them also Oh, Looking forward to it So much good football coming up between now and 6 o'clock We'll have the open line later of course Let's go to Celtic Park first though And get team news ahead of Celtic Livingston With Gordon DL And first Alison Conroy Good afternoon from Celtic Park Last two meetings between these sides have ended in draws John Kennedy insisting still plenty for Celtic to play for in the league this season As he calls on them to turn in performances in their last five Premiership games of this campaign He's made four changes to the starting eleven from last weekend's Scottish Cup win over Falkirk It will be Scott Bain in goal, back four of John Joe Kenny, Chris Iyer, Stephen Welsh and Greg Taylor Then it'll be Scott Brown and Cal McGregor sitting with the midfield three of James Forrest, David Turnbull and Mo Ilianusi. Up top today it's Odson Edward who returns on the bench for Celtic it's Barkas, Duffy, Beaton, Griffiths Ayeti, Soro, Christie Rogic and Laxalt it's an unchanged team for Livingston after that Scottish Cup win over Wraith Rovers after extra time last weekend. Robbie McCrory in goal, a back four of Nicky Devlin, John Guthrie, Jack Fitzwater and Jackson Longridge. Marvin Bartley and Jason Holt sitting in front of them with the midfield to field three of Craig Sibbald, Scott Pittman and Alan Forrest up top of G. Emmanuel Thomas. On the bench, Zirik, McMillan, Lithgow, Ambrose, Lawson, Diani, Millen, Kabea and Poplatnik. Gordon Dale, we look at these two teams, I said the last two meetings between them have ended in 
draws. Hugh saying that Livingston haven't won here, but you know draws in the last two games. Yeah, I don't no, expect no, no, them hold to on. Win Before we go any further, is that Gordon Dale or Darth Vader you've got sitting next to you? I don't know if it's these <laughs> headphones we've got. All I can hear is him heavy breathing during your your uh, team news. And honestly, uh, you don't you know, be heavy breathing. Why would that be right? heavy breathing? I don't know. If you ran up the athlete. stairs, if you ran up the stairs, we, the guys in here. He hasn't moved. You should see the look on their faces. We are all really, really worried about you. No, I'm fine just now. Right. Uh, is that okay? I'm scared to move now. That's fine, but get back to my po- uh, get back to my point. I don't expect uh, Livingston to break that this afternoon. Alison uh, watched him last week in that cup tie. Fantastic to go to extra time against a good Wraith Rover side, and I thought they were a bit fortunate to get into the next round. Um, they'll need to improve vastly. Um, I'm looking at John Kennedy. He's still got a lot to play for here. Let's not be kidded. As Alec Ray touched on, there's a massive game mm-hmm. next week. He wants to get into that fully confidence. He also, with the things that are happening round about Celtic Park, not too sure who's going to be the next manager. So he wants to keep himself in the frame. I like the look of the team. They've went away from this diamond now uh, with James Forrest coming back and I think it gives them a bit of width. Playing conditions are great. I think the last game here was 0-0. We're getting goals this afternoon. I watched the game last weekend here. James Forrest did his first start since September. He put in a, a man of the match performance for you how important is it for Celtic to have him back especially going into the game next weekend at Ibrox well I think all the doubters of the Celtic supporters will realise how he's, how important he's been and especially when he, he was not playing here he was missed they had to change the system um, you know his assists his goals he brings so much to the team and it's incredible that you know, even when he was playing at the top of his game, we were still getting calls, criticising him and saying that he should never never be on the side. He's played under a lot of good managers. He's very important to his team and he gives them great width and uh, it allows John Kennedy this afternoon to change that shape back to that four-two-three-one that Celtic know very, very well indeed. So I'm expecting him to have a really important part to play this afternoon. So it's four changes for Celtic for this one and an unchanged Livingston side. Does that mean we've got brotherly love, the two Forest brothers both starting the game? Yep, both starting, James and Alan. There we go, one to keep an eye on. Let's hear a bit from John Kennedy ahead of that one. You want to focus on the performance because that's what will bring the points. Uh, and in the moments when you know performance isn't quite there, it's the attitude and the mentality to go and win games. Um, and that's that's what we've got to get back to. You know, high-level performances, good good style of football, attacking football, scoring goals, winning games. And in the times when everything's not going to be perfectly planned, showing the mentality and attitude which a Celtic player needs and a team needs, which is going and, and grinding it out and getting over the line. So we want to bring that back, you know, regardless if the league's done or not. Uh, the important thing is what we do every time we pull on the shirt, every time we go out and represent Celtic, and that's what we want to show in the, in the remaining games. Gordon Dia, what do you make of that possible change of, of shape for Celtic? Does this just show... What the, the you know the importance of James Forrest and the absence was it the absence of James Forrest which brought about the change to the diamond and is it the return of James Forrest which has seen them go back to perhaps a more familiar shape? Well, it certainly gives them the option. Um, when they had the diamond on the right hand side, they didn't have width. You know, they tried Christie out here, but he didn't look comfortable in that position. Uh, the diamond worked for them to a certain extent, but. When you look at Celtic, the personnel, especially today, at home, this pitch is as as good as I've seen it for a long, long time. 
Um, I just think he gives them that width. He can come inside, he can create, he can score. El Yunus on the other side. I just think this shape this afternoon will suit them. And if they beat Livingston, then I would expect that would be the shape going into the Scottish Cup tie at Ibrox next week. I wonder if Livingston have got serious designs on catching Aberdeen. Only five points behind the Dons. I'm sure David Martindale might well fancy that one. Quickly, Mark Wilson, what did you make of that Celtic team? Yeah, I'm like Daz there. I think if, uh, if it works today, it will be the team that goes in to play Rangers next week. I did think it may have been the team that faced Rangers all those weeks ago when James Forrest was fit. Um, I wasn't to be the case Listen the diamond worked for a period But I don't think it bowled anybody over I think it kind of ran its course a bit And Celtic started having problems again And I think with James Forrest coming back You're right Gordon That shows you the importance of him One player can choose you to change a system Because he fits into that right hand side so well mm. And he creates for others and scores So why wouldn't you play him there So looking forward to seeing that uh, today And I think they'll get the best out of James Forrest uh, Playing that 4 2 What's riding on this game for Celtic, Hugh, with the title long wrapped up? What What's today all about? John Kennedy. I think John Kennedy, there's a groundswell of opinion that while the Eddie Howe situation lacks clarity, to say the least, John Kennedy is handling the interim management of the club uh, very well. I read a piece from Kenny Dalgleish, no less, Sir Kenny, this morning, uh, saying that he had been impressed by John Kennedy's uh, approach to his job Which is a very difficult task at the moment Therefore John Kennedy can't have Livingston Getting another draw with Celtic And certainly cannot have Livingston Beating Celtic at Celtic Park For the first time in their history And next week He has to carry it on to Ibrox And see if he can burst Rangers bubble To an extent by uh, getting a, a victory there So for me Big day for John Kennedy Questions you never thought you would ask On Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Is Kilmarnock v Ross County the game of the day Roger Hanna? Well I'm sitting here at Rugby Park Gordon So I'm bound to say it is the game of the day And I'm very much looking forward to it We're now into the business end of the season Here it's the first of the post-split fixtures And the first really of the relegation six-pointers this season uh, Just look at the table Hamilton 27 points Kilmarnock 28 points Ross County 29 points That's as close as you could get almost And of these three teams you'd think You'd think Motherwell are clear to be honest with you So one of these teams is going down one of these teams is going into the nerve-shredding tension of a relegation playoff at the end of the season. And you, and you just wonder who the momentum's with. When County beat Kilmarnock up in Dingwall five weeks ago, you would have thought the momentum was maybe with John Hughes's side. But since then, the, the form's completely turned around. I think County have lost three straight games. They lost at home to Inverness eight days ago in the Scottish Cup. And Tommy Wright's men have gone the completely other way. They've, they've scored eight goals in two games, 4-1 win against Motherwell here last time out. And we're looking forward to you know to a really good game this afternoon. It should be entertaining. Check at the stats. I think the last four meetings of these two teams, they've thrown up at least four goals in each of the games. And look at the guys at the top ends of the team. Kyle Lafferty, six goals in his last three games for Kilmarnock. And if Kelly are going to stay up, you would think the signing of Lafferty could make the difference for them but County will say they've got Billy Mackay five goals in his last six he's reunited today with Jordan White and that's spirited White Mackay front line so having beaten Kilmarnock five weeks ago Yogi will believe that he can come here 
and get the victory. There are changes for the two teams. Only the one for Kilmarnock. Uh, I think Aaron McGowan's back in it right back in place of Ross Millen. So they more or less stick with the side that's beaten Motherwell, beaten Stenhouse Muir in the last couple of weeks. It's Colin Doyle in goal. At the back, it's Aaron McGowan, Kirk Broadfoot, Zach Medley and Brandon Houndstrup. Then just in front, Alan Power and the skipper Gary Dicker. And then it's Chris Burke, Rory McKenzie and Mitch Pinnock trying to support Lafferty. On the bench, Dickamona, Rossi and Waters, Malumbu, Dabo and Kilty, Oakley, Whitehall and Rogers. And John Hughes' reaction to that defeat to Inverness last week. Five changes in the team. Yakaviti, Tremarco, Draper, Tilson and White are all in. Hielda, Donaldson, Lakin, Kelly and Shaw all go out. So it's Ross Laidlow in goal. It's a back four. Jason Naismith, Keith Watson, Alec Yakaviti and Carl Tremarco. In the midfield, Michael Gardine, Ross Draper, Jordan Tilson and the skipper Ian Vigers. And up top, as we said, it's White and Mackay. On the bench, it's Shaw, Charles Cook and Kelly, Lakin, Payton and Donaldson. Right, Jermaine Hilton and Joe Hilton. And if we could put a bit of context in this, so often remembering Kilmarnock have not been out of the top flight since they were promoted as runners-up to Gordon Dale's race team in 92-93. The same season, County finished fifth in the Highland League. Kilmarnock have been in the top flight in Scotland longer than Ross County have been in the senior leagues in Scotland. That's what makes it a crucial game, especially for Kilmarnock this afternoon. And I think the appointment of Willie Collum, Scotland's top whistler, probably indicates the importance of the game. Uh, we we didn't get into this in enough detail the last time it was mentioned. I think today's the date. We need to find out what other partnership names are rivaling White and Mackay. I, I think we need to do that later on. We, we there's got to be some good ones out there. Um, also looking forward to Power v Vigers in that midfield. Thirteen bookings each, top of the tree. Both of them joint in the Premiership. And let's hear that clip once more, Hugh. I think it's worth it. This is Tommy Wright looking ahead to that game today. I, I, I don't really listen to John too much. You know, he probably talks too much. Um, our focus has been ourselves. Maybe he should focus on his team. I think he's maybe trying to influence referees, but um, no, we'll concentrate on our, our own team. In the last two games, we've finished games off. We've been ruthless. So, yeah, I've seen a, a you know a marked improvement, and we have to continue that run. We know if we can go on a run. You know, we can hopefully go on a cup run and, and, and finish the season off strongly in the league. Ah, oh, lovely, Hugh. Just adds yeah. a bit of space. I like that. John Hughes has been at the wind-up. He's, uh, during the week, said that, well, we teams get nothing. He tried to jump on uh, Brian Rice's bandwagon. Uh, and then he started to wind up Tommy Wright in advance of this game. He's at the wind-up because his team's not very good. And the fact that he's made five changes today From the last match Where Inverness Callie Thistle put them out the cup And convincingly so So he's at the wind up Because he fears a defeat at Rugby Park And that's precisely what he'll get uh, David Friel's watching Hamilton against Dundee United You have to social distance these days anyway David But can I advise an extra couple of metres If Hamilton get a penalty against them today I don't think Brian Rice will take it too well no, I was looking earlier on, Gordon, his post-match rant against the referees last week is now at 270,000 listens and counting <laughs> on the Super Scoreboard Twitter page, which I think says everything about how explosive it was, and it's good luck to Bobby Madden today, um, he's just come out here in a, a suit of armour in case Chipper has a go at him, so yeah, it's, listen, it's, a, it's been a, a tough week for Brian, I think, you know, he obviously went viral with what happened last weekend, and um, you know, he was banging tables and, and you know, really going mad, a meltdown, I think Alec called it. Um, but since then he's had some bad news you know Ryan Fulton his goalkeeper who's I think one of Aki's best players slipped in ice outside his house he's now out for the season I think Scott Martin is also facing a fight to play again this season as well so it tells you how stretched Hamilton are they've all actually named six out of the possible nine subs today 
So, you know, he's really, really stretched, Brian, and he could do with a win. You know, they're a point adrift at the bottom. They've got three home games between now and the end of the season. I think they really need to win them um, to have any chance of staying up or, or even avoiding a playoff. Um, Aki's, I'm not too sure about the shape, but it's going to be a 4-5-1. There's three changes. David Moyo also drops out as well as Scott Martin and Ryan Fulton. So Kyle Gurley comes in in goals. Lee Hodson, Jamie Hamilton, Aaron Martin, Brian Easton and Scott McMahon, I think, will be the back five. Hakeem Odafan, Ronan Hughes, Ross Callaghan and Kyle Monroe will be behind Bruce Anderson. Those six subs are Scully, Stilling, Stanger, Moyo, Redfern and Smith. For United, you know, the bottom six, obviously, they were trying to get to the top six. They're 12 points ahead of Hamilton, 11 ahead of Kilmarnock. So... I think it's unlikely they'll be pulled into relegation trouble. They'll be more interested going to you know, try and get seventh. And you know, I, know, I noticed yesterday Mark Hogan and his financial results, uh, the United owner, he, he basically asked all fans not to ask for refunds, um, given that they've missed all their, their home games this season. So I think finances is obviously important for the United. So, so that extra, you know, maybe a six-figure sum for finishing uh, seventh could come in um, you know, very, very handy. United, I think this is the third time they've been to Hamilton this season just with the, the way the fixtures have worked out. Both of them are finishing a draw. So I, th- I think Mickey Mellon, with a bit of pressure off, will be looking for a win today. He's only made two changes from last week's one over Partick Thistle in the Scottish Cup. Uh, Seagrass comes back in goals for Denny's Mehmet and Liam Smith's back at right, right back. So it's a 4-3-3. Seagrass in goals, Liam Smith, Ryan Edwards, Mark Reynolds, Jamie Robson, Ian Harps, Giandal Fuchs and Callum Butch in the middle of the park with Mark McNulty and Adrian Spoiler behind Lawrence Shankland. And United subs are Dennis Mehmet, Mark Conley, Peter Pollock, Nicky Clark, Florent Hottie, Logan Chalmers, Luke Bolton, Louis Perry, and Kerr Smith. And the referee is Bobby Madden. It is the, I think they're calling it the Fraser Wishart Derby at Fir Park. Motherwell against St Mirren, Fraser. Yeah, two of my old teams. Always a pleasure to come back to Fir Park and drive up Airwells Road. Good memories for me. It was a long, long time ago and my time is, is finished. But uh, for these two teams, it's their first game post-split uh, and both these teams I think are pretty safe from relegation and along with Dundee United as David's saying in a three-way fight for seventh place during these last five games and really only financial rewards at stake but after a season behind closed doors St Murn and Motherwell could welcome the extra prize money St Murn of course lost it in the top six by two goals that was a real blow for them but they've had a really good season so far on the other hand Motherwell have been pretty disappointing after the third place of last season I think the fans expected more a bit better but they're actually only five points behind St Murn in the table so Mother will still have a chance of catching today's opponents but if they are to do so and finish 7th in the league I think Mother will have to win this game and also both will have an eye on the Scottish Cup and games next week that are winnable could take them to the quarterfinals with an eye on Hamden and that's the, 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 the joy of having the cup jammed into the last part of the season that most of the teams are still got something to play for even though it's nothing in the league Mother will get back on the track after a 4-1 defeat I saw a few weeks ago at Kilmarnock when they were really poor they won 5-0 against for Martin but the league form has been pretty patchy and I saw St Murn last week beat Hamilton 3-0 I thought they were decent I thought they played well and great goals by Jimmy McGrath and Christian Dennis the highlight but both of them have to go on with the job today it's league business and maybe with less pressure on the players they can relax and provide a few more goals than previous fixtures this season a 1-0 win for St Murn here earlier followed by a 1-1 draw and a 0-0 draw as well so goals at a premium pitch looking great Nick and hopefully an entertaining match ahead for Motherwell they make one change Ricky Lamy comes in for Tyler McGlure who doesn't feature at all in their 4-3-3 formation Liam Kelly's in goal Steve O'Donnell Declan Gallagher Ricky Lamy and Nathan McGinley at the back Alan Campbell Robbie Crawford and Stephen Lawless in midfield with Jordan Roberts Devante Cole and Chris Long up front the subs are Aaron Chapman Jake Carroll Marco Hara Jake Hasty. 
Barry Maguire, Beavis Mugabe, Charles Dundee, Cornelius and Sam Foley for St Mon. Also one change, a real blow for them because John Nabika was outstanding last week. I can only presume he's injured because he's not in the squad at all. And Ryan Flynn comes into the midfield with McGrath going up front. Jack Annexon goes, a back three, Marcus Fraser, Conor McCarthy and Joe Shaughnessy. Midfield five of Dylan Connolly, Jake Doyle Hayes, Ryan Flynn, Ethan Erehon and Neil Kai Dermis with Jamie McGrath just behind Lee Erwin up front. Subs Dean Linus, Richard Tate, Kyle McAllister, Cammy McPherson, Daniel Finlayson. Dylan Reid, Christian Dennis and Jay Henderson and the referee today for Park is Kevin Clancy Roger Hannes told us that John Hughes and Tommy Wright are laughing and joking with each other on the touchline that'll never catch on come on rubbish rubbish right uh, let's hear from Dave Galloway St Johnson taking on Aberdeen today Thanks Gordon Well it's been some first season as a boss for Callum Davidson so far with St Johnson winning the League Cup clinching a top six place and of course he collected a Manager of the Month award now he's very keen indeed to continue that momentum by guiding his side to victory over Aberdeen for the first time Saints on a really impressive run that's seen them lose only to the old firm in 2021 and they'll be very confident of beating an Aberdeen team which hasn't won away from home in the league since December the 20th. Don's interim manager Paul Sheeran takes charge for the final time before new boss Stephen Glass arrives early next week following quarantine. Can they rally to give Glass some cheer with a win this afternoon? To do that they'll have to find a way of improving on a dreadful run of just two goals in 11 games in all competitions and the scorer of both of those on loan striker Callum Henry is of course ineligible to play against his parent club. Looking at the team's then four changes for St Johnston income Craig Bryson Glenn Middleton Chris Kane and Craig Conway out drop uh, David Wotherspoon Stevie May Guy Melamed and Liam Craig so it's Clark in goals at the back Kerr Gordon and McCart midfield Rooney McCann Bryson and Booth with Conway playing off Kane and Middleton substitutes Parrish Brown Tanzer Craig Wotherspoon O'Halloran May Melamed and Gilmore couple of changes for Aberdeen in come Jack McKenzie and Matty Kennedy out go Calvin Ramsey and Ethan Ross so it's uh, Joe Lewis in goals at the back McCrory Holbin Considine and McKenzie Ferguson and Campbell sitting with Kennedy McGinn and Hayes further, pl- further forward playing off uh, the main striker Camberry substitutes for the Dons today Woods, Hornby, McGeoch, McLennan, Ross, Vertanen, Ruth, Ramsey and Duncan. And your match referee here at McDermott Park is John Beaton. As you're up to speed, brilliant fixtures to look forward to this afternoon. We'll get all the guys involved. We'll look back on some of the week's big talking points next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray in the studio The top team are all around the grounds What a fantastic fixture card we've got for you today Celtic Livy, Hamilton Dundee United, Kelly Ross County, Motherwell St Mirren and St Johnston Aberdeen Now we usually take a look back on some of the week's bigger talking points at this stage in the show And there have been loads I thought we would actually try and tie it into actual on-field events this afternoon It seems like a novel idea, Gordon DL Which means we're going to start from you Because a good debate broke out on, was it Thursday night on the show? Regarding the future of Lee Griffiths Now I know he's on the bench for Celtic today John Kennedy speaking through the week 
um, about the, the uncertainty as to whether he will have his Celtic contract extended. Remind us of what your take on it was. Would you keep him at Celtic for next season? As, yes, I said I would, um, Gordon. Um, there's a lot of arguments for and against, um, but I just think that he's at an age where, and I know it goes back to this argument, well, the last time he scored 40 goals was, what, four or five years ago? He's not done X, Y and Z. But the guy is a goal scorer. Um, I would need to believe in him. I think that he's got to take a lot of responsibility. It's okay to say, right, let Griffiths go and bring people in. I'm looking at, for instance, this afternoon, Ayeti's on the bench, five million. Can't get a game. And has he got a future at Celtic? I don't think so. Klamala, three million. He's not even on the bench. You've got a guy here who's a proven goal scorer. And I know that everybody can harp on, well, he's not scored that many goals since X, Y and Z. You get this guy fit, you get this guy playing, it's going to be a new start for everyone from the top of the club to the bottom. I think he is worth a gamble for a year. That's only my opinion, but other guys in the studio will have a different one. Just out of curiosity, who 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 disagrees? Who does not think Lee Griffiths will be a Celtic player next season? I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be there, Gordon. No, no. Listen, you you're looking for a player. New managers come in who he can trust. I take Dazzy's point on in terms of he's a proven goal scorer. But if you look at his three last seasons, so he he wound he wound up with seven to now. He's not. He scored one goal since December. Uh, 11 goals the previous season 6 bef- the season before that I mean, and that was the one he missed a lot of football yeah, ab- of course yeah absolutely but if you're talking about a proven goal scorer who's his best season mm. in the last 3 is 11 goals Gordon and then he's currently sat on 7 comes back to training overweight that's a serious business you need players that are actually in for the long haul who are going mm. to make a difference who are going to challenge the guys round about him and it's been another wasted season for Lee Griffiths why would you give him the money that he pays uh, to hang around I am with the Dazzler I would keep him uh, and I take on board everything that Alec has just said And he would appear to be a declining force 39 goals in four seasons Tells you that he is a declining force However The managerial situation There might be something there that Re-energises, reinvigorates Lee Griffiths And the notion of him going somewhere else And all the speculation has linked him to Aberdeen The notion of him going somewhere else And being a problem for Celtic Rather than being uh, good for Celtic Then I, I think you keep him there Because he's better than a yet And he's better than Kamala If he can get his head right Yeah but is he Celtic, is he Celtic class now? That's, that's the problem You know, It's okay saying that you know he has been in the past This is three seasons Gordon Where he has not got up and run He's hardly kicked his backside There's, He's not even uh, questioning the players In front of him The fact that Kamala and Ayeti are ahead of him Tells you everything you need mm. to know he's, he's probably about fourth choice at the moment well, I mean he would say though And he has in the past That that's You know managers aren't giving him The chance he needs And he can't get sharp If he's not getting the games And he's not getting a fair chance To, to kind of prove himself Yeah but you, when you get that opportunity You have to be able to take it He hasn't been able to take it Throughout the course of this season Gordon And uh, if he had come back in good shape The likelihood is he would have started the season Because if you remember last year Edward and Griffiths were in fire from January to the end of the uh-huh. season before they get curtailed. There was a real partnership there, but he's come back underweight. So, uh, uh, sorry, overweight. So the actual reality is, is if you're not prepared to put in the hard graft and be professional enough, why would Celtic go out on a limb to actually keep this guy about? Because it's not just that. There's other issues that, and I don't mean the the, the off the field. For me, it's a you're saying it's a no brainer, and and uh, the, the person at the game there says it's a no brainer. 
Did you forget Gordon Deal's name? Actually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> the dazzler. But, I was, but see, to be honest with you, Gordon, I, I, for, for me, uh, why would you keep him about? You can't trust him. No, for, Neil Lennon gave him time reason. after time. What's yeah, that? I mean, what is the I, reason? He, he, he won't get a tune out of a Yeti or Kamala. I mean, they're part of the the players who have to go in the summertime. But, but they they have contracts at Celtic. I wonder if that changes yeah. things. Who's taking a Yeti off your hands for well, a couple of million quid? Uh, but you know, even Barkas has a, a club in Greece that are willing to take him back there. It's been disastrous. Uh, it's entirely their own fault. They have thrown money out of a window on Komala, Ayeti, and Barkas, but they need to try in the summer and find people who will take them. I just think that Griffiths, if you can get him right, and you know, players have come back before from the unlikeliest mm. circumstances. Well, if that's your logic, though, players have certainly recovered from a poor first season before. Is it really time to write off? I know you've written off Barkas, I won't revisit that for now. You're writing off Ayeti altogether? I, I think that if people like Neil Lennon and uh, John Kennedy now Are looking at him and thinking I can't even put him on the park But that's what they've done to Lee Griffiths as well I know but the, I'm saying that Griffiths is there At least he has a past The other lot don't mm. have a past And don't have a future um, David Freel I know you uh, will be well across this story And others uh, like it What's your kind of gut telling you Lee Griffiths going to be a Celtic player next season? I, I don't know because it all, all obviously it depends on the identity of the new manager, etc. For me, Gordon, I think he's run out of lives at Celtic. I think a lot went wrong during the summer for Celtic in terms of signings, in terms of Edward's head being elsewhere. But for me, Lee Griffith's inability to come back fit for pre-season was unforgivable. You know, this is a guy, as Alex said, you know, towards the end of last season, March, he was on fire with odds on Edward. All you could really do during lockdown was stay fit, go for runs, go on the bike, do whatever. So for Neil Lennon to deem him not fit enough to go to France, you know, I was actually surprised he got a second chance or a fifth chance after that. Um, I just think it's been too long since he was in the team scoring goals. You know, you're probably looking at the end of Brendan Rodgers' first season, just before his two goals at uh, Hamden against England, when Lee Griffiths was really fit and firing. That's four years ago, and I just think, as I said, I just think he's he's run out of lives, and I think his Celtic career probably will come to an end this summer. Roger Hanna, what's your take on that? Do you? Do, I mean, you've you've got to think about this carefully. Here Roger You're either going to be Aligning yourself With the likes of Hugh Keevans And Gordon DL Or you're on the other side And there's some dodgy characters On that side of the fence as well Well the man at the ground Might need to help me Because I can't see The Celtic team sheet But I'm quite sure Among the substitutes It says Lee Griffiths If you can get him right Because every time We mention the man's name On the show The caveat is If you can get him right I think Lee Griffiths Has shown a blatant Disrespect to Celtic This season Coming back Overweight, unfit and unable to participate in the team. Now, he scored 39 goals in four years. You keep a Yeti or Kamala at Celtic, they'll score 39 goals in four years. It won't be enough, but they will score 39 goals in four years. So, the only chance Lee Griffiths has got of staying at Celtic is if they take him into a room and they renegotiate the terms of his contract. Because the contract he's currently on... And the one that Celtic need to trigger the final year on, he's not worth that money. If, if he's willing to go in and take substantially less money, albeit it's probably still more than he would earn at an Aberdeen or a Hibernian, then Lee Griffiths might have a chance of staying. But I don't think Celtic owe Lee Griffiths anything. At that stage where you're trying to read into things and, and you know, pick up clues here and there, 
I'm seeing a lot of tweets And I, I wonder if this is significant or not Roger That on Celtic TV right now Because that's the only place that, that the games are on Obviously at this time They, they are I think it's, it's Jackie McNamara and, and Alan Stubbs They are openly discussing Eddie Howe On the club's TV channel Is that Am I making too much of that? Does that seem unusual? Um, possibly Given that no agreement has yet been placed You know, no announcement It'd be sensible for him to discuss Dominic Mackay Because people know he's coming in And I think he starts a week on Monday um, It is unusual But Listen, I think we'd be naive to say Negotiations haven't taken place with Eddie Howe Or not still taking place with Eddie Howe um, I would still be surprised If Eddie Howe did not turn out to be The manager of Celtic um, As we said in the show a week or two ago I've always used to this hankering you wouldn't see him to the 1st of June or sometime round about then um, I never really got the feel that Eddie Howe wanted to come in at the moment and see out the final weeks of this season with what's effectively Neil Lennon's team Gordon I think he would be more comfortable coming in having done his prep having done work on his backroom team on the signings he wants to make in the summer and then when he puts himself out there he'll put himself out there with his own team Right Fraser Just bring it all together Is Eddie Howe going to be the manager At the start of next season And is he picking Lee Griffiths For the first game Well I hope he's picking Lee Griffiths Because I would certainly I would certainly keep him um, And I think I agree with all the comments The boys have made About the last few years Been so disappointing for him But uh, A time of turmoil for Celtic In terms of turnover Of players as well Sometimes if you you can't replace every single player in a Lee Griffiths, maybe on a revised contract, as as Roger suggested, Um, he's been there, he's done it, it's a squad game, but they're going to have to find a might go yet, he might go, they're going to have a host of players so you still need to have a core of players but that decision can't be made in my opinion until a new manager is appointed so then you get back to, to Eddie Howe and uh, Roger was telling us last week he expected it to be perhaps this week that he was going to agree to, to join Celtic and then his agents coming out in discussions down south saying oh no, Eddie's not going to make a decision until the summer now I don't think Celtic can wait until the summer because there's a lots and lots of big decisions to be made so I, I don't know, Roger would know far more than me and David, the journalists around uh, far more than me about Eddie Howe but I think for Celtic they need to have a decision either way pretty quickly and get the plans in place for next year not only about Lee Griffiths but about about others they need a lot of players signed in a very very short space of time and the Champions League qualifiers start in less than three months time Now if only we had a pundit on the show who had seen both sides of this where you walk into the boardroom at Celtic and they say yep we're going to trigger that option we're going to keep you for a year and also had the experience of saying nah no thanks see you later yeah. Do you know uh, anyone? Listen, yeah. <laughs> Sounds similar to my story. Well, very similar. Yeah, I did have that in my contract. And listen, it's not unusual. I came into Celtic, I think, just a couple of years before I joined the club, where it was the norm that the the option, the final year's option of a two year contract or a three year contract, it would be in the club's favour. Obviously, if you're doing well, well, you're staying on for an extra year. So that, that happened to you initially? Happened to me, yeah. Um, and. My option was taken up for a couple of years And then I would renegotiate the next couple of years And my very last contract Then Celtic obviously chose not to take up the option And I was told round about now So I had maybe six weeks to the end of the season Because that's I think there's a cut-off date April right, 20 yeah. or something like that Where they have to tell you what, What's that like then? That period must be you know very uh, uncertain And how, how do you eventually find out that 
the, the, thum- the thumbs up or down Yeah well It was Neil Lennon that told me But equally Neil Lennon told me The year before After it was a year where I Yeah I scored Against Rangers In the, the Scottish Cup game Wait actually The week later I tell you this The week later We went away For John Kennedy's testimonial To, to Ireland And We had a, a A good time that night <laughs> Neil Lennon wasn't there And I'm sitting halfway up the bus Slightly worse for wear uh, the next day On the way home In the team bus The phone goes Gary Parker comes up The manager wants to speak to you So he didn't even phone you He phoned somebody else And yeah, said yeah, yeah. Pass the phone his, to Mark he, Wilson he, he hands me right, the phone okay. And he says um, We're going to We're going to take up Your years option uh, And So you're sure it. Neil Lennon wasn't At that week He wasn't He, he wasn't influenced <laughs> In any way <laughs> When making that decision I see where you're getting And, and some would argue He, 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 he was there. He was Yeah he was still partying But yeah That's how I find out And then the, the next year I was a face to face With Neil Lennon Says we're not going to Take up your option I was slightly different At that point Because I knew Kind of my injuries Had played a part I was on my way out For Lee Griffiths He doesn't know mm-hmm. he He's pretty uncertain And it's a big decision For Celtic to make Four years ago At the age of 32 Scott Brown Captained the Celtic side In the semi-final Of a Scottish Cup And lost to Rangers And the talk then was Brown Spent force Whatever happens Celtic will need to think About replacing him He went on then to have the best four years of his life Quadruple treble Lee Griffiths is a declining force For now Somebody Might be able to make him a proper player again One of the, the things that you said there Mark Fascinated me Because there is a cut off date If Eddie Howe's not coming in to the summer Who makes that decision for yeah. Celtic Gordon? Good question Right we'll park that one for now Because we've got huge games this afternoon And we're going back around the grounds next the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic v Livingston, the big game in Glasgow today. Hamilton, Dundee United, Kelly Ross County, Muller Wilson, Mirren, and St Johnson Aberdeen, your other Premiership offerings. And we're looking forward to each and every one of them in their own way. We will go back to Celtic Park in the lead up to kickoff. So let's start going. Um, around the rest of the grounds Let's start at that one Comarnock Ross County Roger Hanna says it is the game of the day The managerial beef that we thought we had Maybe doesn't exist They're all laughing and joking with each other down there And um, Roger Hanna I just wonder If it's clever business by Comarnock Bringing in Kyle Lafferty Is that likely to be the thing that keeps them up? Yeah, I would say so You know yourself Gordon If you're in the bottom six and you've got a goal scorer, a striker, even someone that's going to get you 12 or 15 goals over the course of a season, it can make all the difference between going down and staying up. Lafferty's got six in his last three, albeit three won the cup against Dennis Moore last week, but he's, in, he's showing you know, his performance here against Motherwell in the last home game, and even his performance up in Dingwall when Kelly lost 3-2 to Ross County five weeks ago, the difference he can make. Come on up with crying out for someone to the line. Uh, Eamon Brophy headed off in January to St Mirren. Nicky Kabamba's form has dipped. Um, they just needed someone to come in. Tommy Wright has gone to his fellow Northern Irishman. He's persuaded him to, to come to Kilmarnock. He throws his lot in here. And it could just be all the difference between going down and staying up. And you look at the problems that you know the likes of Hamilton Mackies have had getting someone consistently to score goals for them you know their top scorers a midfielder and Ross Carling and none of the strikers look as if they carry the same threat that Lafferty 
carries for Kilmarnock and to answer your question yeah he could be the difference in keeping Kilmarnock in this division uh, Roger is quite right with his stats earlier 17 goals in the last four meetings between these sides it, it, it's not the type of fixture that screams goals at you but the, the, the record suggests otherwise and uh, strangely <laughs> very strangely indeed only Rangers and Celtic have scored more goals at home than Kilmarnock this season Go figure Which is bizarre Unless I've been reading that wrong Because I, I actually have, I'm now questioning myself Because it seems so unrealistic We've absolutely cursed it It's a nil-nil draw Yeah sorry Roger um, Let's go to Hamilton Dundee United uh, David there's a topic in there somewhere And I think we've done it before Your strangest and most unfortunate injuries Brian Rice trying to stay in the division And his number one goalkeeper slips on ice In April by the way That's, that's uh, spring in Scotland And is out injured <laughs> That must just add to his frustrations yeah, when I, when I saw the story, I had to kind of read it twice, thinking was it was it, it was icy in April. But um, yeah, that's Scottish weather for you. Yeah, and Gordon, we've been in this movie a million times before with Hamilton Ackies. You think that everything's going wrong for them, and you know they've lost their goalkeeper, lost Scott Martin's a really influential player, and you know David Templeton's out, Marius Ogunpo's out. You know, there's a lot of kind of stalwarts of the team aren't, aren't there. But would you write Hamilton off? You know, we've been in, as I said, we've been in it so many times before, and they just managed to pull a result out. So. I think what Brian Rice is doing and what he probably did last week with his his post-match stuff was just trying to create that siege mentality again and just trying to make you know in some way foster even more spirit in the squad. But I think they're going to be up against it today because I think Dundee United do have some, especially attacking wise, have some good players. But I wouldn't rule out Aki's getting something. Yeah, well, only Rangers have beat United in the last seven, I think. So they're on a, a decent run of form. The Fraser Wishart Derby, Motherwell against St Mirren. No team in the Premiership has lost more home games. Than Motherwell Fraser Wishart So after months and months Of other teams Sneakily trying to claim the title Is this proof beyond all doubt That it is the Steelmen That are actually missing fans More than anyone Yes Affected more than anybody I else I knew uh, uh, There was some sort of mitigation Was that the word that was used as well By Neil Lennon Before he, before he left as well So maybe mitigation here But uh, it's not been a great season Gordon all round For, for Motherwell home, home or away Compared to to last year maybe you could say they're punching above their weight in recent seasons and they finished third but uh, certainly this year it's been a bit of a struggle and they managed to pull away from the relegation zone at one point you were getting really worried that they were going to be in the bottom two and they were sitting bottom of the table as well but they managed to pull away now and uh, there's a wee bit to play for I said earlier the Scottish Cup is, is still I think a key for a lot of these teams because at this stage of the season usually with the semi-finals quarter-finals a lot have been knocked out but most of the Premiership clubs are still in the Cup and uh, we're playing next week as well and it's really been over five weeks almost uh, that the Scottish Cup being played so it keeps teams interested and keeps games like this alive because sometimes the edge can just go off teams towards the end of the, ta- end of the season if they have nothing to play for and especially in front of no supporters so I'm just hoping that they can get their act together two sets of players and get, a, get an, an attacking game going because there is a bit to play for in the league seventh place has a bit of prestige but it's money as well but uh, for me I think that Mother will just want to see the end of this season if they can get a wee cup run then great and then rebuild over the summertime because it's been a real disappointment and uh, Stephen Robinson leaving and Graham Alexander coming in he wanted to get his own stamp on the team for the start of next year but hopefully a few goals here today Gordon Yeah talking about that rebuild Graham Alexander speaking during the week hoping to keep Stephen O'Donnell at the club Fraser I mean presumably unless something changes he, he plays for Scotland at the Euros this summer and if Motherwell were to keep him I'm sure that would uh, that would be much to, to Graham Alexander's delight yeah, because he came in and just had a short-term contract, and I'm sure that was pretty much on, on Stephen's terms as well, maybe looking for something a wee bit bigger. I think he was keen on going down south, but uh, I, I know from speaking to him, he's very happy. He's enjoyed himself at Motherwell, and I think the deal is pretty much pretty much there. I think there's a few bits and pieces to be tidied up, but that would be a bit of a, 
a good signing for 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 model Declan Gallagher looks as if he might leave uh, in the summertime. Was option as you were talking about Lee Griffiths, I think has been taken up because of uh, appearances, but he's going to be look to leave if he gets in as well. But all over the pitch, there's there's just one or two wee options uh, that are one or two wee changes. There, Devante Cole might not be here next year. Chris Long might not be here next year. Jordan Roberts is on loan, so there's there's plenty of scope for Graham Alexander to get his his stamp on the team. But uh, first and foremost, three points today, and they're back in the, the fight for seventh place. Just looking at St Johnston Aberdeen and Alex is gutted we're leaving for part because the music there's good. Oh, uh, that's a good standard, I must admit. But we'll, we'll, we'll touch on St Johnston Aberdeen. We heard from Dave Galloway earlier on. Does St Johnston have a good chance of catching Aberdeen? There are nine points in it. You don't need me to tell you if St Johnston win today. That's cut to six points, four to go. St Johnston have only lost twice since Boxing Day. Celtic and Rangers, the only teams to beat them. And uh, well, you know Aberdeen stats one goal in the last ten games. Could, I, it, could yeah. it at least get nervy? Don't say I. I, I think St. Johnson so. can beat Aberdeen today, and then we have to factor in Stephen Glass because it will be Paul Sheeran in the dugout for Aberdeen today, but it will be Stephen Glass the next time Aberdeen play. So I think St. Johnston will cut the gap between the two of them today, and then it's down to Stephen Glass and what kind of impact can he make in a short space of time. Very difficult to too catch much. Yeah too much for me Gordon You've got five uh, games I you, think, you think, I think it's possible I just think the way St John's well, season today. are going they, they, need, need they need to win today But the way Aberdeen have went In recent weeks Even last week in the Cup Not so impressive Okay let's leave it there We are going back to Celtic Park Ahead of kick-off next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Big day of Scottish Premiership action. Let's go back to Celtic Park and build up to kick off ahead of Celtic and Livingston with Gordon DL and Alison Conroy. Teams just coming out the tunnel here at Celtic Park. It is Celtic against Livingston this afternoon for Celtic. Scott Bain in goal, a back four of John Joe Kenny, Chris Iyer, Stephen Welsh, and Greg Taylor. With Scott Brown and Callum McGregor sitting in front of them with the three of James Forrest, David Turnbull, and Mo Ilanusi. Odson Edward up top for Livingston Robbie McCrory in goal back for Nicky Devlin John Guthrie Jack Fitzwatcher and Jackson Longridge in front of them Marvin Bartley and Jason Holt then it'll be the three of Craig Sibyl Scott Pittman and Alan Forrest up top for Livy J Emmanuel Thomas your referee at Celtic Park is Nick Walsh Gurndale briefly what are you expecting from this I, one? I'm expecting a comfortable one for Celtic especially leading up to next week's important game the Scottish Cup against Rangers I like the shape I like the front four so I'm expecting goal and we will now fall silent for that minute's silence as a mark of respect to Prince Philip. Yeah, that's something that's going to be replicated across all SPFL matches this afternoon, as we told you on last night's show. Footage coming in from the games down south as well, as uh, players take on that pre-match routine to pay their respects. And we will see something similar at all the Scottish games this afternoon. Uh, in fact, let me just bring you up to speed on a full-time result from the English Premier League, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, Man City lost at home to 10-man leads And it was quite remarkable Not as remarkable as anything we'll get up here this afternoon of course um, But Liam Cooper, Scotland International Sent off, when was that, round about half time? Yeah, uh-huh. 45 minutes Yeah, um, And City equalised And you're thinking, okay, they'll go on and win it And they battered Leeds yeah. But once or twice, Leeds broke up the park And eventually broke away and scored the winner So it was a, an interesting end to that one Man City won Leeds 2 and uh, I'll keep you up to speed with as many of the Saturday afternoon scores as we can as time progresses. Let's get things up and running today, shall we? 
Goal Flashes with Top Scaffolding. For the top team in scaffolding, visit topscaffolding.co.uk. Design, quote, deliver. I don't know why We've had a you know, Scottish Cup week International break It feels like a while Since we had a proper mm. Top flight Saturday At three o'clock And uh, not a proper Huey's Acker For you to make a mess of So let's yeah. see what you've got I'll give you my Acker And tell you who won the National as well Okay That's I'll go for the whole Shooting match Celtic Home win Versus Livingston Hamilton Aki's Away win Dundee United Kilmarnock Home win Against Ross County Motherwell submitting a draw St Johnston home win against Aberdeen and come in the national winner Mr Malarkey right okay uh, you, yeah. you, you don't have to predict the winner of the national no, just no, the football the, if you don't that mind that horse will be lucky to finish now that Hughes <laughs> tipped that one I am going for five home wins today oh. Celtic to beat Levy Hamilton to beat United I think these are the games Hamilton often get a result Kill will beat Ross County Motherwell to beat St Mirren mm. And St Johnson will beat Aberdeen Yeah I fancy Celtic strong today I'm going to go for a Hamilton Dundee United draw Kamarnock home win uh, over Ross County Motherwell to beat St Mirren And I'm taking Aberdeen as an away win Shoggy Oh two goals in the living games for no, Aberdeen I, I take your point on board The form is absolutely dross Just like my predictions <laughs> <laughs> I was Incidentally Mark I was giving everyone the opportunity To back at anything in the national, apart from Mr. Malarkey, now that I have jinxed the person, you know what? This is no joke. Guess what? I've put a few pounds on. Seriously? Yes. Oh my goodness! Mr. Take, can, can Malarkey. You take them off? Oh, no, I cannot no. believe can it. You can you just, just, just throw the, the, the I can't away. believe he's named it. Oh, well, listen, there you go. Please gamble responsibly, which means don't follow Hugh Keevan's <laughs> tips. Basically, <laughs> but I have gambled responsibly. Half a crown, Alex. I put half a crown. Half a crown. Yeah. What was that? What was what was that value? Two, two and six. What does that mean? Two I don't know. Is it, what's that? Twelve and a half pence. Twelve. <laughs> He's worked in the half pences. <laughs> what? Anyway, what we are of. underway uh, in the football this afternoon. You can get in touch all day on Twitter, and then later on on the open line, where hopefully we'll have some good uh, good reactions from you, depending on what happens during today's football. We'll have all the usual fun of the fair on a Saturday afternoon. The teasers are usual. There'll be some sort of nonsense that tends to. Follow us about on a Saturday afternoon It's our fault I would imagine um, But let's get these games up and running A long throw for any. Livingston Gordon uh, Yeah and Celtic might need to get used to that Yeah absolutely They've got the jet up through the middle I would expect us to be hurled into the box uh, Yeah Nicky Devlin What I like about um, Livy's recruitment Is see every time they lose their long throw specialist They just sign another one <laughs> They've always got somebody Or more than one person That can do that Not not every team does Yeah Is Rory Delap retired yet Or is he going to end up Yeah do, God, do you know He used to throw it in For about 40-50 yards yeah. Almost 10-15 yards Over the halfway line He used to batter right into the box There was a Motherwell's answer to that When I was Back going to the game Was Stephen Craig And it was fairly yeah. long But I was never actually convinced It was that long Did right? he have a long throw? Did he? But that's the thing It was like longer than everyone else's Right yeah. if I, Okay Right He's yeah, throw yeah. He's throw by the way um, And if you were really needing something In the last minute And there was a, a Kind of Well I say famous It was famous to me right But not, not to you guys I think Motherwell needed to be I think it was Kilmarnock Maybe to go top six and uh, kind of last throws of the game, literally, and you know the East Stand at Fir Park, very tight to the side of the pitch. So he, he opened the oh, gate brilliant. to get more, oh, of it, and the yeah. fans loved it. And he threw it, and then it bounced around, oh. ended up in the back of the net, and uh, got the desired I'm surprised, result. I'm surprised he stopped talking long enough to take a throw. <laughs> Here <laughs> we go. Hold on. Goal flashes.
with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Kilmarnock 1, Ross County nil. It's a friend of the show. It's Chris Burke and it's a wonderful volley. The veteran, we can definitely call him that. He doesn't mind that at all. Still churning out moments of brilliance. And that is certainly one today. A wonderful volley from him. Kelly won. Ross County nil. Wonder if John Hughes is still talking too much now, Hugh Keyes. Well, you know, I said before the kickoff, he's talking this much because he knows he's got a weak team. And it hasn't taken Kilmarnock long to expose the weakness of that team. And five changes from one game to the next is never a good sign. And that's what he's done today with the team that lost to Inverness Cali Thistle cut in half and five replacements brought in as so. his ninth Gordon ninth goal ninth league goal of the season Gordon at that age he's, he's hunger for the game's brilliant it's a credit to the profession yeah, yeah the first time he joined us Hugh and told us all about the, the measures he go, the lengths he goes to to prolong his career and taking himself away on a Friday night and looking after himself and terrific really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he goes to a hotel whether it's a home game or an away game he goes to a hotel if he feels he needs that contemplation a, a yeah Knew some uh, footballers that did similar, but I don't think it was for their performance. No, no. We'll speak to Gordon Deal at half time, <laughs> but not just now. <laughs> Chris is, I, I played with Chris uh, from primary five, maybe in the Glasgow schools. Oh, really? Yeah, all all through the ages, he was sensational. Um, was he the one in, in the local area that there was the, the I, kind of buzz about? Yeah, yeah. Not, not you. That's certainly not me. No, but he was. Uh, I thought you had him in his back pocket all the time. Well, you know what was funny? So we played with each other all through the school levels and for Glasgow School and things and moved on our separate ways and he went to Rangers and then my, my very first old firm game, um, who I'm up against, I'm left back, who's right midfield, it's Chris Burke and he, at Ibrox and he, he gave me a, a tough afternoon that day. We obviously came out 1-0 winner, so of course, that was yeah. all smiles for me at the end. But it was, it was quite funny how our careers yeah, took different met. paths and then met at that point. But he's obviously... Still playing at the top yeah. level now Scoring goals And you're in here um, I'm in who, here Who gets worse sunburn? Oh, it's got to be him yeah. Redhead Because you, I'm You're rubbish though and We always slag you for your By the way Seeing the golf the other day It was a windiest rainy day On Thursday when we played golf And, and I, win, I, win I got windburn Chris yeah. Burke Meditates Have you ever tried meditation? No it's Only in sleep yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only after I've had a few <laughs> <laughs> I can cheer you up Don't worry Breakin City nil, Albion Rovers one. Lewis Wilson Oof. on the score sheet. Uh, well, we've got one of these. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Kelly one, Ross County one, and oh. it's Billy oh. Mackay one wow. half of the spirited duo, as Roger Hanna called them. White and Mackay. Well, Mackay's done the business, and they are. Le- oh, it's not. It's Michael Gardine. You've just ruined it. Mm. <laughs> But what a game I mean We did say Game of the day You highlighted How many goals Have been in the past Yep uh, Was it four meetings I gave you my explanation You did Two rotten defences It does remind me though So I'm glad Right White and Mackay Can we Can we do better than that What are the great Partnership names Of all time I don't know whether It's at a back four maybe Or a midfield pairing And up front What are the best Partnership names Can we do better Than White and Mackay uh, We've got another This is brilliant isn't it Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Hamilton nil, Dundee United Whoa. one. It's Mark McNulty, but it's a goalkeeping error, and the goalie's oh, only no. playing because the other guy slipped on the ice in April and injured himself. I think it never that's rains, why but it pours and it snows and it ices. But that's why for me, Brian Rice is uh, a man under severe pressure, uh, and why he's had such a volatile. Time of it in terms of his press conferences. I think he knows that ultimately, 
ultimately injury and ill luck are going to be the the curse of Hamilton Aggies and will put them down. Do you know who's annoying me this afternoon? Producer Callum. He's like he, when he's telling me there's a goal, he's doing it with this like specific tone that keeps making me think that there's been a goal at Fir Park. And none of them yet have been at Fir Park And I don't know why he's doing that And mm. I wish he would stop But now I've said it He's just going to keep doing it I think we should I think we should call him out for annoying Is even more after Endrick Vets After Endrick Vets And the party gonna, in your mouth I'm going I'm to call him out Every time he makes a mistake On this show um, Anyway uh, Simon Murray scored for Queen's Park At Stenhouse Muir They're running away with League 2 yeah, and, and understandably easy. so Um yeah, by the, right, come on Your favourite partnership names White and Mackay Can we do any better? There must be some out there Give us your thoughts on Twitter At Clyde SSB Where you can also get involved In this one The first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out Plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column Eight players have played over 300 games in the English Premier League and have also scored at least one top flight league goal in Scotland. Eight players have played over 300 games in the English Premier League and have scored at least one top flight league goal in Scotland. Who are they? I like that At Clyde SSB Get all your answers in On one tweet And you need to beat everyone else It's a race essentially So get thinking Get tweeting At Clyde SSB And let's see who wins that first half teaser We'll see how Mark Wilson And Alex Ray fare with that one Not too well I'm suspecting One already Alex You having that one? Yeah were you listening to a question? Nice (laughs) (laughs) Yeah that's a tough one That is a tough one Our listeners will know the answer I'm Starting to slightly regret Asking the question About partnership names Can we do yeah. better than White Because White and Mackay's great isn't it Because they're yeah. both up front together It's a little and large partnership It's all there <sighs> Gwigsy's sent me one Which Nah I, I, I really can't do it Go for it One of the guys is called Butt Yes Nah I better mm. not <laughs> I mean that's not how you pronounce it It's the it's the full, it, That's the fullback That plays Listen, for Leicester isn't it Under these circumstances Always think of your wife And your child And your job security These are the things that matter I can't believe you just said that to me On this topic I, 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 I need to move on um, uh, Yeah, anyway um, <laughs> David Gray <laughs> David Gray wow. says that Celtic Tried to sign David Weir back in the day So they would have had a back three Of Weir, Tebele and that Brazilian uh, guy that came yeah, for six yeah, yeah, million yeah. and wasn't very good. Okay, I see. Yeah, that, I don't okay. even know if they did try and sign Davy Weir, but let's pretend. Mark Brown says in the late eighties, St Mirren had Lambert and Butler in they midfield. Did. They did, yeah. Okay, yep. I'm happy with that. Good. Keep them coming. No, that's not true. Is it not? Nah. Lambert was at Celtic, and no, in um, the eighties. No, the Lambert and Butler came from Lambert and Craig Burley. Uh, oh, but uh, Burley was called yeah Butler. So it was Lambert and Butler at Celtic Park But did St Mirren not have someone called Butler in the late 80s? I don't recall that, no I'm going to trust Mark Brown on this one Until until proven otherwise I like Mark Brown's Even if he's made it up, I'm happy with it Adam says, oh I like this Alex I don't think they've played together yet But there is a potential front three at Rangers Have you figured it out? What would the potential front, front three be? Who's the guy that's just come in from Aberdeen? Right What's Cedric Eaton's first three letters of his first name? 
Uh, and what about Alfredo Fred? Morelos? <laughs> <laughs> right said, Fred. Very good. Happen many times soon. Yeah, that's good. That that's one. possible, like that. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's possible. Right said, Fred said, Adam. Yeah, already okay. happened. Yeah. No. Nah, I don't think they're not happening. Yeah, John Butler for St Mirren Hugh. You apologise to I the Twitter. Do apologise. Um, what else have we got going in goals a few moments ago? Edinburgh City took a one 0 lead at Stranraer. Liam Brown and I must admit, look at the <sighs> state of this guy. By the way. We've had a picture in of Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, looking What's like. He it? Is he wrapped up? Yeah, it's some sort of like North Pole version of Robocop because he's got his big headset on as well because mm. he's working at the game. Look at the state of him, honestly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not one for a, a fashion magazine. He's That's complaining for sure. about the What's temperatures. His name again? The, the man at the, the stadium will call the stadium. him. The guy at the stadium is wrapped up, but. Uh, Alison Conroy's the one I'm sorry for. She sounds as if she's got a really heavy cold. She needs a, a lemsip and a, a wee chase. A Falkirk one, Clyde nil. Ben Hall started his career at Motherwell. Played for Partick Thistle amongst others. Think he went down to your lot here. Think he went down to Brighton. Ben Hall, ah. and uh, he scored for Falkirk to put them one up. Clearly, on Clyde clearly couldn't make it at the mighty Seagull, which could be a big result because they're trying to stave off Cove at the moment. Falkirk, they're trying to maintain their. Lead at the top of League One. I really, I'm, I'm getting really into Leagues One and Two. By the way, not that yeah, I, I am every season, but yep. see, looking at the tables at the moment yes. and so many question marks, and um, you know the playoff positions. Are we even going to get the playoffs at the bottom of League Two? There's a lot to, a lot to get excited about there. Well, there's a, a league split. Am I right? This year is that coming in a couple of games time? So that's that's a new format. Just wonder how it will go for the teams like Kelty and is it Broda who have been named champions? Oh, oh thought it was a goal for Celtic there. Yeah, it was given offside. Yeah, it's been a lively game, a yeah, lively yeah. eleven minutes. You know, going from end to end, Celtic look a lot livelier. Certainly with James Forrest and the team, and for the first ten minutes, he's been involved in almost everything. Yeah, he's just straight offside there, probably by a yard. Correct decision by the linesman. But going back to, to your Great point finish, about by yeah, the traffic, going back to your, your point about uh, Cove and Falkirk, they, we always felt as if they were the two that would be multi-team Falkirk, and you've got the boy Hartley kind of coming with a late charge. Yeah, I love this. This is this is life dealing with Hugh Keevans when he's he's very sure of things. Mark Brown says, "No, it was John Butler." Tell Hugh I know this because he's my brother-in-law. Ah. You're trying to deny this guy's brother-in-law <laughs> exists. Um, I do beg your pardon Robert Doak says Every season Motherwell looked out bargains And when we had Bowman and Malta We had B&M bargains <laughs> Okay Okay he's taking me on A bit of a journey there It's, it's not the best Robert But it's um, yeah, It's not yeah. too bad uh, Oh Aaron Nildum Fermlin won Declan McManus On 12 minutes I've got a good one for you It was a, a partnership It was a Ben and Dover was uh, Benjamin Carrigan and Kieran Dover who played with Mel- Melbourne Vicks in 2014-15 season sounds made up but fine okay if, if we must <laughs> Melbourne Vicks right okay yep. um, there you go Sean oh, it's a bit of research big oh, fan well, of the yeah. Vicks yeah, yeah. the, the, the <laughs> Deniston Oracle has spoken <laughs> good partnership that oh, I have a feeling this would maybe get us into trouble but was he it's a fact well, well you know your stuff um, yeah it's going to throw me off that one Dan's got in touch to say I'm sure you've had millions of these But Roberto Mancini and Gianluca Vialli Were terribly nicknamed The Goal Twins That's rubbish That's not really what I'm looking for here I'm looking for a sort of pun I'm looking for a play on the names here In a White and Mackay style uh, Right how are you getting on with this teaser Just remind us of that question Hugh 
Eight players have played over 300 games in the English Premier League And also scored at least one top flight league goal here in Scotland Who are they? Wilson and Ray, are you eight happy players. with that question? Or? Eight players, 300 games, scored one goal Or at least one goal Yep No 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 Well, not it's, no, it's struggling. Tough. Yeah, I'm struggling just now Okay, okay, uh, okay. I'm, Can I, I've got one here you need another seven oh, show me on. I, I mean, know it's the wrong spelling you, you, but Am I right? You are right It's Thanks the wrong spelling much. But it's, it's the right name <laughs> yeah. There you go yeah. boys I, I just, I've just written it down Because I was looking at the, the Melbourne Vicks For back in the day <laughs> Gary Forsyth BMW A strike force of Watkins Ben Rama And Bueno At Brentford Back in the day Before Ollie Watkins moved Okay mm-hmm. Don't mind that Oh he's all kind of SAS wasn't it Oh yeah yeah. Um, a couple of them did, and you, then... did you really back Mr Malarkey I did yeah See I, I'm feeling Concerned now for Mark Wilson I, I, Listen the money's gone now So there's nothing we can do about it I just hope it finishes For all concerned <laughs> What time are, are we on again The uh, national 5.15 Oh okay That's plenty of time then We'll look at that a bit later on I'm sure mm. I'm sure in, 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 in years gone by On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Did we not used to Kind of cross over And take like a live Feed of, of commentary From the Grand National I'm sure I remember this Okay Never mind I was looking for an answer To that question But we've got one of these instead Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs We promised you goals Kilmarnock 2 Ross County 1 And it's Mitch Pinnock Remember 17 goals In the last four meetings Between these sides And they're bang at it again today 2-1 to the home side what a, what a goal Pinnock scored a couple of weeks ago, Hugh. Was that the one that he lobbed? Was that, mm-hmm. was that him? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's against back, Motherwell. Is that yeah, think... winger kind of wide. Yeah. yeah. More of an attacking player. Yeah. Um, the thing is, when you're Kilmarnock and you've you know, got good players at the top end of the pitch, Burke, Lafferty, Pinnock starting to come into his own now, you've always got a chance uh, of getting out of this trouble. Even if you have got a ropey defence, and I know Finlay went away, Broadfoot missed a, a, a load of the season. If you've got goal scorers and match winners at the top end, you, you know, you gives, you a chance. gives yourself the yeah. best possible chance. And you look at Hamilton just now and you go, have they got that at the top end of the pitch? Don't think so. Um, Ross County, well, White Mackay have chipped in in the last couple of weeks, but I don't think they're as strong as Kelly in that department. Probably more than uh, the Ackies, though. I think oh. that'll probably result in a playoff. What have you made of the opening 16 minutes of Celtic, Livy? I think Celtic have moved the ball pretty quickly quite smartly um, not really created any clear cut chances um, but I think it's looked a lot livelier uh, they had a corner routine that just you know showed a wee bit of imagination rather than just Turnbull that, swinging it in it that was, a was the same move. in the previous game wasn't it was it Falkirk and yeah. Lee Griffiths missed it it was a kind of trademark Lee Griffiths chance if you like it was a great opportunity just didn't get the connection and I've actually seen that particular corner taken over recent weeks where there's been two or three teams have actually scored from that you know the one that plays back it's cut back to a, the boy spins round the back yeah and then you get the shot off I think in a season of misery Gordon the Celtic fans would take consolation uh, and going to Ibrox and putting Rangers out of the cup it, it, you know in the the confines of the world in which we live here in the west of Scotland uh, that would be a very big deal for the Celtic fans and the, the, the Rangers fans would not like it because they've got their heart set on a league and cup double so Celtic want to leave this park today uh, feeling good about themselves ahead of the visit to Ibrox and uh, you know as Mark said 20 minutes are almost in uh, they're all over Livingston but uh, they had the ball in the net but rightly 
that was a judge to be offside and what a great finish it was from James Forrest actually back in the team up against his brother today how big is the task for him to make the Euros? Um, listen he's running out of time there's no doubt about that there's not a lot of game time between now and when Steve Clark will announce his final squad if it was up to me I think he's worth a gamble I, I really do I think there's players who you would say no they're too far off the pace and they wouldn't really impact a game that much I think with Forrest if he plays from now to the end of the season and if Celtic get through in the Scottish Cup it's another few games to that that would put my mind to take him and give him the friendly games some time in the friendly games that are coming up against Luxembourg and, uh, and the Netherlands and see what you get from because he's a, a match winner a game changer does and, it go in his favour Alex that we don't really have any other wingers you know yeah. Ryan Fraser is one Other than that We, we, we don't have any Yeah you're you know, absolutely if, right If James Forrest was a central midfielder At the moment You would think Well There, there are other guys there But yeah. would that go any, You know If you're trying to put a squad together For a, a tournament Are you trying to You know Give yourself different strengths Different Options Yeah Yeah without a doubt And I think from the right hand side He's obviously tried uh, Ryan Fraser out there I'm not quite sure I prefer him coming off the left hand side I think he, he poses a, a Greater threat James Forrest has been brilliant Throughout the course of the last Nine years I think he's been very consistent His numbers are very good I take Mark's point on board I think the next uh, Couple of friendlies He will most certainly Be in the squad um, Because you're having to Try and get a guy up to speed Who has had a really long layoff uh, But it could be in, in Scotland's benefit Gordon Because he hasn't played A lot of football The, the rest in some ways Could be fresh Going into this tournament Just thinking about Things that we're seeing From Celtic market Any kind of theme Because a lot of the The callers kind of Phoned in in the initial stages And were a bit a bit frustrated that, that you know John Kennedy hadn't made these wholesale changes and, and was playing the same system. But do they do they look like they're moving it a little bit quicker than they were? Not just today. And I know it was only League One opposition. No disrespect to Falkirk, but again they, they seem to they seem yeah. to be moving it around a bit. And then even the yeah. the Rangers game was the one before that that you could say that they, they you know they played some decent stuff. I think they played slightly different. Um, I think what I've seen, and this is only my opinion, you know. A lot back to the goalie Through the defence Into midfield Similar-ish to what Brendan Rodgers had Down to a tee Now not exact So I think there's a slight change From Neil Lennon's approach Where it was Get it into the final third As quick as possible I think Johns took a slightly Different approach um, Has it worked? Well people could argue It's been much the same Today's performance I think they have moved It slicker And better I don't know if that's a result Of James Forrest Being in the team or not But they do look um, A lot livelier Let's say Than I've seen them and a lot of games at Celtic Park this season in a 20 minute period where we're going slow it's back to the centre half it's back to the right back then back to the centre half I think there's a purpose to the way they're playing today no it's nil nil and it hasn't been any clear cut chances but if they keep moving it that way they eventually tire the opposition out and they will create chances uh, Livy though always likely to cause difficulties set from set plays and Celtic certainly not been good at defending them this season um, Lauren Shanklin's looking lively Dundee United are in control He's had a couple of efforts It's all St Johnston at McDermott Park But nothing doing there with regards to goal And I knew Roger Hanna would deliver on this What's the topic for the first half? Yeah. White and Mackay Can we do better than that? Partnerships within the teams Charlton's back three in the Premier League Fish, Costa, Fortune <laughs> <laughs> I like that <laughs> yeah. That is brilliant Mark Fish is it Jorge Costa and Jonathan Fortune? Brilliant. Yeah. Fish Costa Fortune. Like that. That is good. 
That is a good start. Back to the James Forrest. He, he made a run off the wing there because he starts off yeah on the outside, coming inside, Mark, and the through ball. If it was just a little bit off it, he, you know, he causes oh, yeah. problems running in behind as well. He poses different questions. His pace, his pace, James Forrest's pace terrifies defenders. And look, I, I was lucky enough to play with James when he first came through uh, for years, and I would just basically give him the ball and he would run I was then unfortunate enough to play against him when I went back with Dundee United and I was faced up against him and I got you know a taste of the medicine that full backs were getting for years where he would just run at you stand you up and knock it by very little you can do about that and from a national point of view yep Ryan Fraser we've got but have we got many Mm. more that can do that I don't think so remind us of your question yeah once I find it Uh, see that doesn't happen with me I've always scored it on point Hugh yeah, but I'm giving you a horse for the national. <laughs> That's my retaliation. Uh, eight players. Uh, g- g- can we call it nine? <laughs> oh no, he's not messed up again, is he? Yes, come on. Can we call it nine? Can we get Chris back? We need Chris back. Incidentally, and I present, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this as exhibit A. This was the first list that I was given, which Don't said, choose. which said seven players. <laughs> <laughs> then he brought me another one that said eight players. It'll be through with one in a minute. Nine, um, right? Yeah. Nine players. Mark, have played. you're getting your revenge for for Hendrick's Yeah, I mean, it's, listen, it's it's shocking performance from producer Callum. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's because he had his hair cut. You see, when he was long haired and looked a bit of a hobo. He was fine with the questions, but now he's had his hair cut. And well, well, to be fair, we make mistakes on the teaser every week, so I don't know if that's getting to do with it. Anyway, right, give us your, your question. Nine players, perhaps, have played over 300 games in the English Premier League and have also scored at least one top flight league goal in Scotland. Who are they? Uh, Alex Ray's got the the one. See the one that we didn't have and is now part of the nine. Uh-huh. Um, give us some... Let's do some wrong answers on that one, Hugh. Will we? Let me, let me take a look at the list and see if we can help people along uh, a little bit. Um, I think most of you are getting them pretty much there or thereabouts. Andy Keith Nestle's gone. Freddie Unberg. Freddie, I don't remember Freddie scoring. And then he's gone down the MacArthur McCarthy route. No. No, they're not there. No. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have played 300 games, would they have? Mm, oh, James Who's Mac- this? I think MacArthur might. They haven't, no. thought MacArthur would have. Uh, Martin Carr's gone for Gordon Dielzo, pal, Andre Kinchelskis. He's not there. Barry <laughs> wants to throw in Craig Bellamy. He can throw it back out no. again. Oh, that was the one whoa, I thought whoa. was a certainty. He's at 294. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Elizabeth Finn wants to throw in Colo Turi. I'd like to help you, Elizabeth, but no. Don't think he scored up here, did he? Um, a common wrong answer is Robbie Keane. <laughs> yeah, that was one. Of, that was a no, 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 no. Oh right, I've got the old version of the question. I've just given one away. That's my favourite teaser. See, at this point, so at, half pa- at half past two, I don't mind giving one away. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> There's no problem see, with that. You see at the all. difference here when I get away, it's battered. <laughs> oh, you gave it away at one minute past three and you shouted it. That, that time. was funny. Yeah. Um, Gary Chalmers says Barry Ferguson. No. Right, uh, okay. Three hundred appearances in England. Don't think so. Right. Okay. Keep them coming at Clyde SSB. Mm. 
4 for Nilly's 5-1 Ryan Wallace with the goal Alison Conroy won't be happy there Stuart Malcolm left yeah. uh, yesterday Which was quite a surprise yeah. I mean usually when you're sitting bottom of the table It's usually the board that come knocking to you But the board expressed how surprised they were and disappointed Do you know what I liked about it? it just peak Scottish football The resignation statement was just typed out on the, the notes app On his iPhone and he just about managed to, to crop it so that you could just see the, the full statement and then post it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? 2021. Yeah. Got to adapt. Mm. Uh, speaking of Forfer, um, there's been a Forfer-related drama in Gordon DL's life this morning. Maybe try oh. and get to the bottom of it. He's not choked in a bridey or something, well, is he? Well, well, funnily enough, so he went to his local Greg's um, <laughs> to get a bridey. No to, way. Specifically I a bridey. But I wonder if that was why. I'll need to find out. Is it because it, because he was going to work with Alison? She's the Forfer fan. He went for a bridey specifically And um, they told him Well we, we don't have brideys We, we don't do brideys And he, you know what he's like Yeah Bra- Like unwilling to accept this Asked the asked the staff member To go and check in the back Right whatever <laughs> no. that means um, The problem is that Greg's haven't sold brideys since 2018 <laughs> <laughs> He just decided <laughs> yeah, that, to go make him yeah. one Make me a bridey oh. So uh, Never a dull day In that man's life He, he loves Greg's And there's only one reason He loves Greg's because he's got his wee stamp book yep. That he gets for stamped coffee. for the coffee mm-hmm. And he gets free coffee And he calls me Ken Barlow And he tries to get them to Obviously like you know, If he buys one coffee You want three stamps That's just the type yeah. of Gordon type I've been going to this place For about seven months And uh, only became apparent That they actually had a stamp uh, thing So you've been losing two weeks ago. whole time I can't that's believe it sh- that's mm-hmm. They did not backdate well, them No I think you should be looking to Backdate you need you need ten for a free cup of coffee. Ah, that's a rip-off. By the way, it's about three pounds seventy a hat as well. Ah, I'm not doing you any favours here. <laughs> Anyone else get any complaints? Darren Cairns has actually <laughs> added one to Roger Hannah's shout. Apparently, Charlton's back four. We've changed formation now. Was young fish cost a fortune? That's right. Like They're right back. Uh, yeah, look, uh, young young yeah, absolutely. There we go. I like that. Okay, good stuff. Keep that going. Um, I'm, I'm just reading these with. You know, I'm a bit cautious of some of them Just trying to, to make sure there's no uh, No jokes in there that I can't read out And some of you have I mean, Come on, grow up um, no, Right, okay, some of them are dodgy Yep, for sure I've Celtic been... coming strong now, Hugh Celtic really on the front foot Yeah No, no again, this is going to I'll just need to throw this out uh, Cryptic, I think Rather than actually reading it This can't be true Did these two ever play together? Um I'll do them in the other order as well So we <laughs> so you don't get sacked Yeah, so we Scottish striker um, Played for like Man City and, and things like that Yes, Paul Paul, Paul Yeah, I remember Dickoff. him You remember, he was Hi. good, wasn't he? And um, so <laughs> he apparently <laughs> played And uh, do you remember the other guy that would play up front? Uh, Paolo Wanchop Yeah So then if you, you know, I'll just leave it I'll leave it I told leave you the rest to you. Think of your wife and your child <laughs> No, but yeah, That's a good combination Right, here we go Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Get him on the bus to the Euros. James Forrest, Celtic 1, Livingston 0. Cuts in, finds the finish into the back of the net. Celtic, I'm sure they'll feel they've missed his goals this season, but he's back amongst them and it's Celtic 1, Living 0. The first half hour, he's been the brightest thing about the game. Scored one, disallowed, offside. Scored one oh, for nice real. Move. Yeah. Very and, nice uh, and a nice finish So you know he's, He was enjoying himself And scored against Falkirk Last week in the Scottish Cup He's thoroughly enjoying himself today As I say Half an hour gone He has been far and away The brightest thing about the game 
You know what I like about that goal there? Uh, listen, the pass is brilliant as well. But I don't think Celtic have had enough willing runners off the ball this year. So Edward can only play that pass if he sees James Forrest running in behind. James Forrest lays it inside and takes off. So if that run's not there, if it's all static and in front of Livy, it doesn't happen. And that's what, you know, Forrest gives you. Uh, it's a great ball from Edward and a smart finish here. Ten minutes ago, I says James Forrest offers you coming from outside to inside. It's like an underlap, and that's exactly what he did that's there. That's why and, you're here. And, the and, and Sybil, Sybil cannot it. match him, Gordon. And I have to say, as a previous midfielder, I'd be raging because you have to track that. You have to try and body check him. It's a great finish mm. uh, by James Forrest, and he, again, been able and willing to run him behind. Uh, goals raining in in Scotland now Wraith Rovers 1 are both nil. Daniel Armstrong in 29 minutes Montrose 1 Airdrie nil. Cameron Ballantyne on 30 Montrose are Montrose have had a brilliant season Right up there against Amongst some big hitters That's in that right. division They've been brilliant for a couple of seasons See where you th- If you think a couple of years back Where they came from uh, And they got out of League 2 And then held their own in, in League 1 And they're You know They're right there battling away um, I think it's is it Jim Weir's uh, is Jim Weir still the the manager there? But anyway, I could be wrong with that. But it's, uh, they're doing pretty well this season. Yeah, absolutely. What else have we got? Uh, no, Stuart Petrie. Stuart Petrie. That's who I meant. Uh, yeah, Jim Weir was. Yeah, uh, it's four, the same as like ages ago. Ages ago. You probably the man of the game. game. <laughs> <Actually, yeah. laughs> I played them pre-season as well. I'll tell you I? what. If we're looking at players coming into good form in time for the Euros, Lyndon Dykes has just scored for QPR and. I'm not going to dive in on this in case I've got it completely wrong because I just caught like the last, the last split second of that goal, and I think it looked like a really good goal. But now I'm I'm questioning myself because I, I just I just caught the end of it. As long as he's um, scoring, uh, and, and Sheffield Wednesday have just equalised anyway. So, um, it's Scottish okay. contingent though at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I wonder if it was one of them. I know it's Lee, Liam Palmer crossing to Callum. Oh, it was actually Josh Windass. I remember him. Uh, did yes. you see the goal last week? It was Liam Palmer, wonderful cross, and Callum Patterson with a great finish for Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. We scored that's his favourite. Yeah, a brilliant diving header from Dykes, as QPR are describing it. So mm. there we go. We'll take that. Um, a class above says back when Rangers got beat by Unaria. Remember that four one at Ibrox. We had three players in the squad that summed up the performance: <laughs> Davy Weir, John Fleck, and Rotten. Weir, Fleck. And rotten There we go um, Josh Cover. Scowen Are you familiar with his work? Alex he scored an own goal And it's a horrendous own goal For Sunderland Euro Club I asked you before the game In the interests <laughs> of betting responsibly uh, Would Sunderland beat Charlton at home? And we weren't sure And um, they've scored a comical own goal I'm afraid to say There's been a real rivalry Between the both of them It goes back that's the playoffs The playoffs yeah, We that. lost 7-6 uh, I think it was uh, At Wembley Having finished 4-4 In full time queue yeah. So it's been going on For a long time And they've played each other In playoffs And it's always very tight But Sunderland have st- Seem to have got their act together They've got a new owner Who I think the son Of the guy who owns Adidas yeah. So you know they're Hopefully they're going In the right direction But need to turn this result round um, RJ Demon says The thought of Ryan Fraser And James Forrest In attack Either side of Shea Adams Is rather tasty Yes Certainly You need to get ammunition Into that guy Because I think for, I, I'm really excited About uh, Shea Adams gone I have to say um, Queen's Park 2-0 up Bob McHugh 32 minutes Steny nil. Queen's Bob Park well, 2 he? he scores a lot of goals mm, yeah. Certainly does um, Celtic 1-up on Livy Dundee United 1-up at Hamilton Kilmarnock 2 Ross County 1 And goalless Between Motherwell St Mirren and St Johnston Aberdeen Hugh, Hugh, who was the three players that we used to see obviously Shanklin was one 
Then we had the boy It was up at uh, Peterhead Rory McAllister no. McAllister Stephen Doby they, The two of them seem to have Kind of Well McAllister's both old Now aren't they Now Aye so Doby's getting on a bit Doby's on a bit McAllister Did doesn't play really He does quite well There was well. a boy at Edinburgh as well Blair Henderson Blair Remember Henderson. used to score Every week on the old bingo But I like that, that We we had a great run That season didn't really? we Every week It was Shanklin Dolby or, or McAllister Exceptional Yeah Now I don't think I don't think anyone Can come close at the moment hmm. Yeah The frequency is not there Che Adams The first Scottish striker To be named after A Cuban Marxist revolutionary I would, I would imagine so. <laughs> his, well, what his a mother, question that is! His mother named him after Che Guevara. That's why it's it's Che Che Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Penalty to St Mirren at Fir Park. Jamie McGrath scores a lot of penalties oh, for St Mirren. No. Um, you well, would imagine you him strong, don't you? Down oh, the middle, yeah. and he is going to take it. He's in great goal-scoring form. Lots of them penalties. He's got four in his last four games. Yes. He's got thirteen overall this season. He's usually a good bet from the spot. And good, good it addition. has been saved yes! by Liam Kelly. No wow. Absolutely. Look at that smile. What, the one on Mark Wilson's face? Because yes, Albion Rovers yeah. have gone 2 0 up at breaking. Oh, you're joking. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. No, no, That's the fastest I've seen him move. He's punching it on the Definitely man. not. Definitely not. There's no. another one. I, I, I imagine there'll be. A deal to be struck Because he, he'll be on QPR wages At the moment But if Motherwell Could hold on to Liam Kelly And try and get him For next season mm. Yeah I mean they've still got Trevor Carson though Yeah that's Absolutely a Very good goalkeeper You, you get, feel, you you feel for Trevor Carson Horrendous injuries I mean, yeah. Horrendous yeah. injuries And, and by illnesses the way, and Every time he goes out Well not every time But Motherwell managed to re- Mark Gillespie came in yeah. kept, kept him out of the team And got a move to Newcastle On the back of it Fine. And This and time it's Liam Kelly Do you he, think where Carson was Almost the verge of a Celtic, verge of Celtic move, move. Life changing You look at Scott Bain He's been in He's been out the Celtic team He's the now number one It could it, have quite easily is, Been Carson Is Trevor Carson A better goalkeeper Than Scott Bain um, Well we've Not seen him regular For a long time But I would argue When he was in the team Yeah when he, at The period when he Had the penalty shootout In Europe yeah. uh, He was certainly A better goalkeeper Than Bain then Um yeah, but you know he's had a, has had a tough time. Liam Kelly's come in, done well, just saved that penalty. So no goals yet in that one. Motherwell, St Mirren, no goals. St Johnson, Aberdeen either. Um, what else have we got? Um, yeah, see some of these partnership names. Definitely can't. I can't do them. But I mean, I can try. And yeah, okay, if I read their full names, then it's just left to everyone else to put it together, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because like Greg wants to know if Shane Long ever played up front. At West Brom Alongside Simon Cox well, I'm not sure I'm not sure if he did We'd have to yeah, look We'd have to, yeah, we'd have to look into that half one time, yeah. Job security That's all I'll say <laughs> And uh, Charlie's granddad If you think I'm falling For that one Regarding someone And Andy Ritchie There is no chance <laughs> Absolutely no chance Ooh Breaking one Now being Rovers to Rory Curry that What one a your player guys? One of my signings You sign him Coming good Coming good in the It's just took them eight months Hold on We've got another goal Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Celtic 2 Livy 0 And it's David Turnbull With the goal Scored a fair few For Celtic this season And he's found the back of the net Once more It makes it a lot more comfortable For Celtic As we approach half time David Turnbull in amongst the goals Oh he's a top scorer for Celtic uh, And considering the amount of times He's been taken off after an hour yeah, like, yeah, He can't well, be above no, Edward? Was he not a quiz nah. question last week? Nah, Ed- Edward's, Edward's a top scorer in the league on 16 
How many David Turnbull got? It would probably I think he's the top scoring Scotsman That's he's, what you're getting uh, mixed listen, up His goal scoring and his play I mean this one's a tap And it's a magnificent ball I think from El Yanusi who, who just dinks it over the goalkeeper And Turnbull puts it in Probably the Simple easiest finish. goal That he's scored in though, Celtic Yeah uh, exactly But for the form he's in Speaking about James Forrest for the Euros I know oh. Steve Carter's had his opinion What does he have to do To get in the team? I mean He might never have form like this in his life again Now my argument would be He will Because he's a top Quality player So He's done everything he can In an average Celtic side This season To stand out above the rest And that's not Were they a, a Scotland place Come on it's, a, it's actually a good run By Elanusi We were talking uh, Prior to the kickoff. I, I actually like Elanusi I like his numbers uh, uh, He has to be more consistent He gets a little bit Fortunate there Hugh With the deflection Because yeah, it yeah, just it takes The goalkeeper out But again The timing of the run From Tumble's brilliant I, I go back to my Pre-match point Today John Kennedy uh, John Kennedy Needs a good result Of performance today He's halfway Towards getting it uh, And if he Knocked Rangers Out of the cup Next week I do not believe He is out of contention for the manager's job. Mm, well, Do you uh, seriously think that Kennedy's got a chance of getting this job, even if Eddie Howe doesn't? I can't possibly see how he can get the manager's job. Well, okay, I think when the days and the weeks are ticking by and no one's, you know, been appointed permanently, John Kennedy's chances do improve. I, I agree in that situation with you. Whether the Celtic fans would be happy or not is a different thing. Big goal down the divisions. Peter Hednell, Partick Thistle won. We've had some disgruntled Jags fans on the phone in recently. But Joe Cardle has them ahead at where Hugh Keevens on last night's beat the pundit. Balmore. Balmore, well done. Joe Cardle with the goal. Going back to the, the guy's point, at what point do Celtic actually move on for this? Or if they get assurances, they'd be happy to keep them uh, down in England until the summer? I think there's a lot of questions need answered sure. uh, very soon for Celtic. Yeah. Because as I said earlier on, who's making the decision on Lee Griffiths if the time passes by where the cut-off point is to extend that year or not, Mark? Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lee Griffiths is the most high-profile Player, it's on that list of years option. I wonder if you looked into contracts, even they did some of the younger players coming through um, the academy. I know that always doesn't fall to the the first team manager's decision, but they still like to have a, an overall say in what's happening at the club. And you could probably say Griffiths won't be the only one whose contracts coming to an end that a manager, you know, if he was appointed just now, can look at the full picture over four weeks and say. Right, this is who we want to keep This is who we want at the door Lee Griffiths Yeah, I can change him Or Lee Griffiths Now he's had his chance And he may be a bad influence Around the place We want to move him on And with Alex It's got to be Before summer um, First of June If that is the case A manager comes in The first of June It's a lot of work To fit in To a month uh, And bearing in mind You have to give players Programmes to go away with for their co-season stuff Those that aren't going to the Euros Who makes that decision? Is it one sports scientist Who's in this regime just now? Mm. Because if Eddie Howe comes in He might not agree yeah. With the sports scientist in just now I've seen that happening Their new managers come in Tony Mowbray came in There was a sports science team In place Who had been there for years At Celtic Who was great Players related to him Loved him Mowbray came in Full clear out A new sports scientist what, what, came in Different what, regime Different Ideas. You know, what ideas, you are yeah. describing, Mark, is a degree of uncertainty that can't be there for Celtic. They simply have to uh, have a clearer vision of the future than that kind of picture that you are describing. Therefore, decisions have to be made. 
Sooner rather than later Right just in case We get any late drama In the first half Hugh let's round this off The first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals pull out Plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column Nine players have played over 300 games in the English Premier League and have also scored at least one top flight league goal here in Scotland. They are Phil Bardsley, Stephen Davis, Paul Telfer, Gary McAllister, Ugo Ehiog, Roy Keane, Jermaine Defoe, Robbie Keane and... The mystery ninth one was... Dion Dublin. Dublin, yeah. Dion Dublin. Well done. Thank you for taking part. Well done if you got it right. Bradley Walsh wouldn't stand oh, for this. <laughs> My favourite response was one from, is it Watoat? I don't know if I've said the name properly. He's given us some answers and then he says, P.S. Not listened in 20 years because I moved away. Has Hugh still got that daft moustache? No, no. No, no. I'm going for the boy band look now. I'm, I'm going for the Dial uh, Horan look. Worst boy Niall band ever. <laughs> Uh, Right, okay I need your Mikey in third place Well done Mikey Bob, Sideshow You were in second place And the winner was DJ DJ Patton The winner of that first half teaser Congratulations Tweeters We're back with a Who Am I In the second half I like this Who Am I as well And the good thing about the Who Am I Is there's less scope for us to make mistakes on Yeah Basically Paul Telford I can't even remember him scoring up here But he must have done I don't want to shed any Right, he only had to score once Yeah To be on the list So <laughs> Yeah he, he must have done won. Calm Calm certainly wouldn't have got that wrong Fit as a fiddle He was Oh yeah I watched a, an old game the other day When he was uh, Playing for Gordon Strachan's Coventry yep. Against Man United And they beat Man United 3-2 At Highfield Road And Paul Telfer was there Fittest player I've seen pre-season Yeah you said Paul that machine, wasn't he? Incredible Running machine Yeah he got such a hard time at Celtic yeah, And he was Oh what a guy he was He stayed up here on his, his own Because the family stayed down in Southampton Didn't move them up All he, all he did was uh, Watch uh, National Geographic documentaries about animals And then come in and try and tell the boys You've got some cheek oh, He's obviously rubbed off on you no, That's what you get from Quite an impression Yeah yeah, yeah. A great, great guy so Did I tell you my run rig story? Run rig? We were on last Saturday night for three hours a live concert, the last ever Run Rig concert. So my <laughs> lady, hold on, has Run Rig only got one song? Oh no, no, plenty. song, plenty. How you got another oh, two hours fifty nine minutes? The concert hour. lasted three hours. I had to sit through the whole three hours I- because Lady Kevens is a massive Run Rig fan. Following night, following night, twenty four hours later. I had to sit through it again Hugh, I What? Twice. Six Why? Six, two nights in a row Six hours of run rig I'm Why sure, did you I'm allow sure. that to happen? Even run rig wouldn't watch it for six hours <laughs> I'm sure I went to see run rig In Aviemore When we went for a wee shindig well, uh, About 30 uh, uh, years ago <laughs> Honestly God I'm sure it was them up there in Half time whistles are starting to go We said it would be game of the day Roger Hanna from Marnock Ross County yeah, it's not late as down Kilmarnock 2, Ross County 1 at the interval has been frantic and feisty and it's been full of entertainment so far and it started after just three minutes, Kilmarnock taking the lead, it's a corner out on the right hand side by Mitch Pinnock, it looked over hit it reached Aaron McGowan beyond the far post he returned it into the danger area it was knocked out but only as far as Chris Burke who stepped onto the ball and fired an unstoppable volley 
past Ross Laidlaw from just inside the box for his ninth goal of the season. It looked a perfect start for Tommy Wright's men, but just two minutes later, County were back in level terms. Billy McKay, who's been in hot goal-scoring form with five in his last six, turned provider this time, heading the ball into the path of Michael Gardine, who hammered it past the goalkeeper Colin Doyle for 1-1. Tackle started flying in. Jordan Tilson booked by referee Willie Collum after 15 minutes for a foul on Rory McKenzie. It was one of them that looked to me as almost as if it was a booking and a half. And then a minute later, Kilmarnock took the lead. Ball played up to Mitch Pinnock. He took it with his back to goal, 12 yards out. Spun his marker and fired a right foot shot beyond Laidlaw and into the back of the net for 2-1. Ross County again tried to hit back straight away across from the right by Jason Naismith who was advanced from right back. It went beyond the far post and there was a left back. Carl Tremarco up from the back. Got his head to it but just couldn't quite direct it on target. Naismith a central figure again on the half hour. Booked by referee Colin for shoving over Rory McKenzie as he contested a throw in deep in Ross County territory. Burke again threatening after 36 minutes. A good run but a weak shot. Easily held by Laidlaw after he approached the edge of the box. And then just a couple of minutes before the break, County still very much in the game, threatening an equaliser Mackay again teeing up Garden. this time he turned onto his left foot inside the box, fired in a shot but it just went inches beyond the near post there could be a lot more football on this one yet Gordon Kilmarnock 2, Ross County 1 It's half time everywhere, let's let's state the bottom of the league if you like Hamilton against Dundee United, David Friel Half-time, Gordon, it's Hamilton nilled in United 1. Hamilton keeper Ryan Fulton missed out after injuring himself falling in ice. And what happened, stand-in, Kyle Gourley slipped up to give the United the lead. His clearance just went straight to Jandal, fixing the middle of the park, completely fluffed. The D United midfielder played a lovely pass to Mark McNulty and he just lofted his finish into the back of the net. It was all United at that point. McNulty fired over. Lauren Shankland a couple of half chances as well and you feared for Ackies. But for the last 20 minutes, there's only been one team in it. They've absolutely pounded Dundee United. Benjamin Segris is going nuts at his defence. He's screaming, shouting and he's also pulling off saves. You take one from Scott McMahon, one from Kyle Munro. Top quality saves, but... Before half-time, Ross Callahan missed an absolute sitter. Picked out by Bruce Anderson, he volleyed over from five yards. He also headed over the bar. Hakeem Odafin headed wide. And it's been all Aki's since, since the goal, really. So half-time at the Fountain of Youth Stadium, it's Hamilton now and United 1. It's also half-time between Celtic and Livingston, Gordon Diel and Alison Conroy. Half-time at Celtic Park. Celtic to Livingston nil. Celtic looking comfortable this afternoon in this one. And James Forrest did have the ball in the net early on, but the flag was up for offside. But he made no mistake on the half-hour mark. Two goals in two games as he latched on to Odson Edwards' pass and, his pass and his shot crept past Robbie McCrory and into the Livingston goal. It was then 2-0 eight minutes later. David Turnbull with the goal this time. A simple finish from Mohamed Ilianusi's ball. Half time at Celtic to Livingston nil. Gordon Deal, as I say, two goals for Celtic and looking comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable, Alison. Uh, it's as many as they want this afternoon, unless something dramatic changes at half time. But Celtic have been sharp. Brown McGregor sitting there. The shape has been terrific for them. Brown McGregor sitting, dominating the middle of the park, and the movement of the front four has been absolutely incredible. Livingston cannot live with them. You know, you talk about Forrest getting that goal. He actually started the move. Great ball into Turnbull. Plays it into Edward. He keeps going Forrest and gets his reward. El Yanushi down the left. They've got good width. Livingston are trying to man mark, but the movement's too good. You talk about Forrest. El Yanushi making it. Turnbull getting his goal. But what I, who I've been really impressed with, 
believe it or not, and everybody looks at him for his goals, I think Edwards' link-up play has been brilliant. I really do. He's coming short. He's linking the play up. He's going trying to get in behind. He looked like he could have got his goal there just on half-time. Livingston, one half-shot at goal, offered nothing. Not surprised at that. I thought last week against Wraith they were very poor. Unless he do something dramatic, it's got to be a long second half for him. James Forrest and David Turnbull with the half-time goals. Half-time at Celtic Park. Celtic 2, Livingston 0. The Fraser Wishart derby at Firth Park. How's that one going? Motherwell nil, St Mirren nil, but no goals. But a really good game to watch, I have to say. Both sides going for it. Plenty of action in each box. Each box, St Mirren probably the better of the play. But both have had good chances to take the lead, especially St Mirren. The outstanding Jimmy McGrath, usually spot on from the spot. He missed a penalty halfway through the first 45 minutes. From the kickoff, the tempo was great. Two minutes gone, Devante Coleheader drifted just wide from a Nathan McGinley cross. And at the other end, Conor McCarthy had the Adurmas corner onto the top of the net. Then almost a brilliant goal for St Mirren. A clever reverse pass by Lee Irwin. Lovely touch by Jimmy McGrath. Took him clear, but Liam Kelly was quick off his line to block the midfielder's shot. Then Durmas was close with a free kick from 25 yards over the wall, dipping 25 yards wide, uh, just wide Sorry, with Kelly scrambling. And that was all in the first 10 minutes. The game's still swinging end to end throughout the first half. 25 minutes, Chris Long had a great chance, put clear by a clever cold pass. He should have scored, but his left foot shot was well saved by Anik. Give credit to the goalkeeper. St. Mern, they were screaming for a penalty. A driven Durmas cross stuck Robbie Crawford in the hand. Jim Goodwin very unhappy, as Kevin Clancy said no, but they did get a penalty on 34 minutes. Stephen O'Donnell fouled Dylan Connolly as he cut inside from the left. Kevin Clancy gave a penalty, much to the annoyance of O'Donnell and upstep McGrath, but his penalty kick was a weak side footer to low to the keeper's left. Good save by Kelly, give him credit, but it was a poor penalty kick. Connolly doing miss and McGrath, causing real problems for Mother with their pace. A couple of efforts from McGrath came close from the edge of the box before we had another good chance just before the, fin- the half-time whistle. Lee Erwin, the ex-Motherwell striker, brought a good save from Kelly with a volley from 12 yards. More of the same in the second half would be good but we just need a couple of goals to be added to make it's a really good 90 minutes. Half-time at Fir Park, Motherwell nil, St Mirren nil. It's also half-time between St Johnston and Aberdeen. Here's Dave Galloway. Half-time, St Johnston nil, Aberdeen nil. A dominant start from the hosts as they pinned their opponents back. Middleton's volley after Booth's cross was deflected for a corner and from Conway's well-worked free kick, Kane really should have scored at the back post but he ballooned his drive over the bar. Saints looking lively with the Dons on the back foot and offering very little in attack. They finally created something from a corner kick midway through the first half. Hoban rose well uh, to meet uh, McGinn's uh, cross only to see his header deflected behind. St Johnson certainly looking the likelier side but will be concerned they've not turned their superiority into goals. To be fair to Aberdeen they have looked solid as a defensive unit and have seen progressively more of the ball but the last meeting of these two teams here saw a goalless draw and we could well be heading for another nil-nil today. St Johnston nil, Aberdeen nil. Give you a full roundup of those half-time scores next. Scottish football's lead leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Halftime scores in the Scottish Premiership: Celtic two, Livingston nil, Hamilton Ackies nil, Dundee United one, Kilmarnock two, Ross County one, Motherwell nil, St Mirren nil, and St Johnston nil, Aberdeen nil. In the Championship: Air United one, Dunfermline one. Dundee nil, Morton nil, Queen of the South nil, Inverness nil, and Wraith Rovers one are both nil. 
in Scottish League 1 Cove Rangers 0 Dumbarton 0 Falkirk 1 Clyde 0 Forfar Athletic 0 East Fife 1 Montrose 2 Airdrie 0 And Peterhead 0 Partick Thistle 1 Into League 2 then Annan 0 Stirling Albion 1 Brecon City 1 Albion Rovers 2 Cowdenbeath 1 Elgin City 0 Stranraer 0 Edinburgh City 1 And Stenhouse Muir 0 Queen's Park 2 We will finish with the English Premier League Full time score Man City 1 Leeds 2 And a half time result Liverpool 0 Aston Villa 1 We will kick off the second halves next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard